Should you use humor in your real estate marketing efforts? We say yes. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion version with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer and my favorite real estate marketer, Lee Marcus from At Properties. But before we get to Lee, just a couple of things we always ask. And, and first of all, before we ask of you, we want to say thank you for continuing to support our show. And if you want to keep helping us grow, tell a friend. Think of one other realtor that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Lee and let them know about the show. Also, leave us a review if you're listening to us on a podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever. Let us know what you think of the show. We read every review and it helps us get better. But enough about that. Let's get on to the main event, my conversation with Lee Marcus. Today on the show, we have Lee Marcus from the Lee Marcus Group with At Properties Christie's International here in Chicago. Let me tell you more about Lee. Lee Marcus is a top real estate agent for At Properties who has been recognized annually since 2009 for being in the top 1% of realtors here in Chicago at heart. Lee is a gregarious and people-focused leader who has delivered human-centered uh, solutions in record time. He's actually closed, and get this, no exaggeration, he's closed over $2,000, sorry, 2,000 homes totaling well more than $1,000, totaling a billion dollars in sales, $1 billion in sales, which he actually hit last year. Further, he exceeds performance among real estate agents in Chicago, and again, this is an incredible number, by selling a home practically every other day for 99%, by the way, of the list price, half of which sell in 13 days or less. He's been recognized as a top producer by the Chicago Association of Realtors for, I, I don't know how many years now, straight, at least five plus years. And he has made the Inc. 5000 list for the past two years of fastest growing real estate companies. Please check out Lee and his team. And I want you guys really to check this out. I'm going to tell you why in just a second, but here are the links. By the way, these are in our show notes. So you don't have to grab a pen, but 
check out his website, which is leemarcus.com. That's L-E-I-G-H marcus.com. And then uh, also you can find him at uh, on Instagram at Lee Marcus Chicago. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because he is one of the most incredible real estate marketers I have ever seen. Maybe the, maybe the very best. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about that today. But anyway, Lee, welcome to the show. Thanks, TJ. Great to be here. Uh, great to have you. You you were on my uh, must uh, interview list five years ago when I started this show, and I probably reached out once and either got denied or or maybe it just never happened. Maybe I dropped the ball. And here we are now all these years later, and I could not be happier because you are somebody that I have respected at a distance for as ever as long as I've been in this industry. Um, your name is is the one that I, I see the most with a lot of your, your marketing efforts and also just your success. And also, you just seem like you're having a great time in this business. So really excited to have you. Awesome. Great to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Well, uh, love to start at the very beginning um, because, you know, we just went through kind of where you're at today, a billion dollars in sales, lifetime sales. Um, but how did you get started in real estate? First of all, why real estate and how did you uh, decide to uh, to get you know started in the business? Yeah, no. So I was actually in uh, sales, you know, technology sales first for like IBM and CDW, some other technology companies. And my wife, Lindsay, um, had gotten her, her uh, real estate license probably a year or two before I did. And it was great. She was doing awesome. This was 2005, you know, different time. And, and so she was doing great. And I, I just, I was very drawn to the, the unlimited potential that you have in real estate. Like, you know, you, you can be your own boss and you have just um, the upside is huge. And so in 2005, I got licensed actually as well. And then um, went full-time in 2007. So I came straight from sales. I did um, did uh, I did one open house uh, with her, and she picked up a million dollar buyer that she sold a house to like the next day or a few days, and <laughs> I I, uh, I quit my job that week. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good reason to quit a job when you see that sort of uh, that sort of success so quickly. Uh, that's amazing. And and you and your wife work together. Your part, you guys are partners in the in life and also in in your group. And exactly. how big is your how big is your team now? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, sure. So we um we actually have a pretty small team here. Uh, we have six six agents total. Yeah, and we have uh, support staff and and showing agents, and so we have a lot more support staff and six full time agents. Well, I, I, it's funny. I recently reached out. So now I'm jumping ahead to present day because sure. I recently reached out to Lee and it's not like Lee and I are, are close, but I was so impressed, um, with, with this one particular thing that I saw that, that stumbled across my YouTube feed. It was actually an advertisement for a video, which we all know 99% of the time, we cannot wait for the skip ad button to show up after five seconds. And we, we, we blitz out of it, but I, I didn't actually know it was, was, uh, a, a, an advertisement for your services. And, but it grabbed me in the first five seconds and I didn't learn it was even one of yours until like halfway through the ad right. um, because you, you weren't in it. And so I reached out to Lee and I was like, that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And, um, and I'm glad that I'm glad that you, uh, Thanks. that you responded because it was really impressive, but, and, and maybe we can post a link if, if that video exists on its own somewhere. Sure. But what I loved about it 
um, and, and I, I, the, the video itself was really, was really brilliant because I was, I was, well, I, I guess I won't get into the details of it, but I want to talk about marketing in, in a broader sense, and we can always get more specific later. Um, but I've always been impressed with your marketing efforts and branding in particular. My, my family, my sister is a brand is in branding. Um, I feel in some way that I am, uh, but I have always looked up to you with how you've branded your team, your name in particular. Um, you are super well respected here in Chicago, but also you, we, we just see you a lot of places and a lot of places that I think other agents don't participate in. So I, I don't know if you do billboards. I haven't, I've never seen that. Maybe you do have that, but I see you in a lot of, I think that's um, where I cro- where I draw the line. No, you're not a billboard guy. Yeah. For now. <laughs> you and yeah. I know a lot of billboard guys. I was going to say, I don't, it doesn't feel love, like I love all the people guy. that have them, but that, you know, personal preference. Yeah. But but you you play in, in in other spaces too, which I think other agents never think about. Like here in Chicago, the number one uh, uh, grocery chain is called Mariano's, and Lee is on every divider um, that you know you see, and it's and and also in, in grocery carts as well. I don't know if if Mariano still has that or not, but um, but I I still see Lee. I'm at the grocery store once a week. I see your name, and there are. I was telling Lee about this earlier. I'm sure he knows, but there are about 46,000 realtors in the Chicagoland area. And yes, maybe I'm more oriented to seeing, looking for realtor stuff because I'm in the industry, but boy, I'm at the grocery store once a week, sometimes twice, and I see your name every single time. And I just think that is such brilliant branding. Um, And I love the fact that, that you have figured out ways to keep your name in front of strangers as often as you do. Um, so I, I just would love to talk about how you think about branding. Um, I'd love to sort of sure. get some insight in how you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think um, one thing to keep in mind, first of all, is that marketing and branding and, you know, you really got to think about leading with revenue first. Like if, if any agents think that they're going to market their way or brand their way, you know, into profit, into a profitable business, that's a very tough thing to do because, it, you know, I didn't start that way, right? I started, um, I've always been proactive um, with with calling my clients, with reach out, with uh, basically spending no money. And you can make a very big business with no money just by being proactive. So this is, this is a, you know, people image relationship business first. And so that's really how I think about marketing and branding is not leading with that, lead with your actual outreach, your connection, your relationships with being proactive, with doing whatever it takes every single day to connect with as many people as possible, meeting as many people as possible, and then using marketing and branding as a secondary um, way to, to keep in touch with them, you know, uh, uh, but starting with revenue by selling a lot of homes first. Yeah, and and to sell a lot of homes, you you said it is the the magic formula. It's pretty pretty non magical. It's meet as many people as you can, add yes. them to your database, stay in yes. touch. So I'm curious how how you do that. Um, if we want to drill down just a little bit, and I know today's probably how what you do today is is different from when you started, of of course, or maybe it isn't. Um, but certainly the scale has changed for you. Yeah. So how important is it where? to for you to meet people face to face uh maybe socially out and about um and again i'm talking also about your yeah, team yeah. how important is it versus some of the more passive marketing that you do which is hey we're on every divider in the grocery yeah, sure. store 
Yeah, sure. So, so I would start with, I mean, there's two groups of people, right? There's the people, you know, and the people you don't know. And the group that you don't know is way bigger. There's way more, but the return and the people that are more likely to use you are the people that you know, or the ones that know you. And so before you really are spending any money on marketing and branding outside of your sphere of influence, that's really where I would start would be who, who do you know and who knows you? Does that make sense? And starting, starting there. Um, and so being, so when we talk about marketing and branding, starting with your, your own database of people that know you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, certainly, you know, we're talking about people that know, like, and trust you. And of course, those are the ones obviously most apt to use you, but I can hear through the invisible airwaves. Uh, actually, I can I can predict the future because we're live, but this won't go live for uh, several weeks. And people are saying right now in the future, but I don't, all of my people in my, in my sphere of influence, they're not ready to buy or sell right now. So right. So now what? And, and I'm right. curious on how you think about that. Sure. So I guess the, yep, that, that's, the way I think about that is, well, how many people do you know, right? So if you go into your cell phone, so, so you say like, what did I do when I first started, right? So I went into my cell phone. They did have cell phones in 2005, 2007. There were cell phones. And I, I, I looked at every single person in my cell phone and I called every one of them. So I started there and that cost no money, right? And yep. had all their email addresses. So I started sending them uh, email uh, I think at that time it was monthly emails, right? Well, market update and, and news sure. that, and that was very low cost also, right? So calling every single one of them, emailing every single one of them and, and the numbers, and I, I feel like at that time, maybe it was three to 500 people that I had known, right? Something like that, right? I'd been, mm -hmm. uh, been in professional space for a while, had accumulated contacts, people I knew. And so, yeah, so I started with about 300 people, um, that I knew, and, and who knew me? And I, I, I called every single one of them and asked them, hey, you know, um, if you were to ever buy a home or knew someone who had, do you have a realtor that you trust? I want to pause for a moment to talk about our episode sponsor, our one of my favorite companies out there, Follow Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this podcast, do you know which CRM is used by more than any other by our guests? Of course, it is Follow Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Follow Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time and with less effort. Do not take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., uses Follow-Up Boss, and he has built a $1.5 billion business in just six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 systems, so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. Also, the best part, they have seven-day-a-week support, so you'll get the help that you need when you need it. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering Keeping It Real listeners a 30-day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh, yeah, no credit card required. So you can try it risk-free, but only if you use this special link. Visit followupboss.com forward slash real. That's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial. Follow up like a boss with Follow Up Boss. And now back to our episode. Right. That is, by the way, I, I I want to pause. That is such a great question, and it sounds so obvious and simple. And I've done 400 episodes, and I am sure other people I've interviewed have a, a similar, you know, first call sort of uh, statement or question. I've never heard anybody actually ask that. So I I am I think that is a huge thing. It's not, hey, 
my friend John, hey, are you looking to buy or sell today? It's, hey, I was, you know, I'm I'm a realtor now, you probably know, or you might have known yes. I got my license. And by the way, are you guys, do you guys work with a realtor? Do you have one that you you currently work with? Um, if not, you know, and then and then how do you proceed from there? If they're like, you know, we don't have anybody. Perfect. Well, DJ, I'd love to be your go-to guy. Easy awesome. Enough. Would you mind if from time to time I kept in touch on what's going on in the market and um, sent you important information that people like to get? Yes, that's yeah, easy. Great. Yeah. What's your email address? Right. So starting there and then, um, you know, I was, I've been coaching with the Mike Ferry system for a long time. And so they, they teach you to do that and, and call your database quarterly. Right. So I, I made it a point ever since I started in real estate to, to you know, to call all my top people and, and just as much maybe my database as possible quarterly. So four times throughout the year. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned Mike Ferry. I feel like he doesn't maybe get his due any as much as he used to. Um, his son, his son is 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 maybe more in the spotlight these days. But if you're not familiar, if everyone listening isn't familiar with Mike Ferry, I love Mike Ferry because he is kind of a no nonsense. This is uh, you know, this is how to do things, and and it's easy, I think, for people to go. He maybe he's not as um sort of soft around the edges. He's a little bit rougher, but uh, but he gets results. And uh, I think that it's important for people who really want results um, to, to check out Mike Ferry. I'm a big fan. I, I know like Mike Ferry will do, I don't know if he still does this, but he used to do uh, these these weekends where he would fly into like Las Vegas or wherever he is. And he would literally give you a phone and you would come with like hundreds of people to call. He'd be like, start dialing. And yeah. him and his team would just watch. I, did you ever do any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we try and go to those. They still have those actually in Vegas now. So try to go a few to a few a year and yeah, it's fantastic. Now what we've tried to do here in my office is just replicate that, right? So yeah. we have inside of my sales office, we have standing desks, desks, headsets, and, and really, you know, uh, modeling what we do off of that. So and so these days when you're call, so that would be like when we talked about the first call, it'd be like calling everyone in your database, asking to for them to to sort of be on your regular yes. communication list. And so okay. So so you get a yes but you're like, and I go, Hey Lee, I just bought a home two years ago. I'm good at the moment. Feel free to send me your stuff. And then what's the plan for a guy like me as, as a potential client, understanding that he's probably good for the next several years, at least then, then how do you, you know, what do you do with somebody like me? Sure. So, so that, you know, the, um, uh, really you're trying to spend about 50% of your prospecting day and time on right now business and 50% on future business. And so that's great. So in, in a lot of agents make the mistake of doing one or the other. So they'll right. only be looking for people that want to buy or sell right now, or they'll be doing a little softer and like just, oh, you know, whoever is thinking at some point in the future, but really spending time in both. And so if, if you're not looking to buy or sell in two years, that's fantastic. I plan on being in the business for 25 years plus. So that's you get you get we're gonna to work together three or four times in that span. So no, that that that's awesome. Um yeah. I, I wanna hold on, I wanna just pause. I want I want everybody, if you didn't hear that, rewind about 15 seconds and hear his response to, hey, I'm good at the moment. And and he just had a wonderfully, perfectly executed, non-disappointed answer, which was awesome. I'm gonna be around. I wanna, I'm gonna stay in touch anyway. We're gonna to work together regardless. Right. That is a that is a very elegant answer. And I'm I'm so glad you you said it in that way. No, thank you. And then um, and because truth be told, also like especially we're in a metro urban market. So most people do move every three to five years plus. But even if you're in a seven-year to 10-year market, um, 
you know, they are going to move. And so, but more importantly, they are going to know somebody who moves, who's going to move. Everybody has a, everybody you talk to has a sphere of influence. So I personally just never minded anyone that did not need to move right now because I wanted them to be, I wanted access to their center of influence. I wanted, I wanted to be their go-to realtor for everybody they know. Yeah. So that was totally fine. And, and that, and that's a good, having a long-term vision of this will, this will all work out in the future. I'm just going to put the blinders on. And again, the Mike Ferry approach, put the blinders on and make the dials and don't worry about the results. They'll show up. Um, I am curious. Go ahead. Yeah. So, but there's, there's one rule that I think serves very well. If you, anybody wants to write this down, which is when you're going to call people on your cell phone, you're going to call your database. The, the, the rule is no skipping, no skipping. If you make the habit of like, oh, well, I don't want to call that person or I'm not going to tell you, you're going to do that continuously and it's never going to work or it's not going to work at a high level. So rule is no skipping. If you're going to skip them, if you don't want to call them, get rid of them. Don't have them in your database. Don't have them in your cell phone. Like why are they in your cell phone in that case? Right? So just, just make a hard and fast rule. No skipping. That's a really important thing. It's the same reason why I have a personal trainer and she forces me to do leg day every Wednesday. I don't want to, I did it yesterday. I don't want to ever do that. So I hire somebody that says today's leg day so that there is no skipping. That's, that's not that a is. completely apt every day. metaphor. Yeah, no, no, it's t- totally. That, yeah, that is because skipping becomes a habit. And then what it really does is then you have to think and think exactly it just takes t- like, if you just make a rule that you're not going to, you're going to call everybody, then you're good. Do you ever, um, I'm curious, you know, I called obviously starting, I called my parents, I called sure. my brother, I called my everybody, right? Like whoever was in your cell phone, just, okay. And asked, and, and even though a lot of them don't live, you know, here anymore, what it doesn't matter. It's, you never know who they know. Well, that, that's a really good point. So you have somebody, you have a friend that lives in Alaska that probably yeah. isn't going to be buying or selling property in Chicago, but uh, maybe they know people that are moving to Chicago or who grew up here or who are. So it, it is really a great, I wonder how many agents call their sphere for people that don't live in the current area that they service. I bet most agents never think to do that. So, yeah. And you start with the idea that like, are right, you going to make prospecting or, or just lead generation a part of your day? And you figure out how many people you are, you know, can, can get, can talk to. And if it's 20 people a day, you know, and there's, let's say there's maybe 240 working days a year when you take out weekends and vacations, that's 4,800 people, right? And so if you're going to plan to talk to a decent amount of people quarterly, so divided by four, you're about 1,200 people that you can talk to quarterly on a reliable basis. Um, And there's about, you know, and, and so again, that's, Something to think about is like, okay, and so getting your database to 1,200 people as quickly as possible and sifting through that to see who, who's going to refer you. And if you can get your database to 1,200 people, I, I, Ryan D'April uh, has always loves this statistic, and he mentions it on our show a lot, where he says about 16% of the people in your database are going to transact every 12 months, or you know, every 12 months, 16% of your database. So if you know 100 people, that's 16 people right there that may transact. But if they don't remember to think about you, then you know, of course, they might go with with someone else. So. Um, 
I'm curious too, when you, are you still making that, those number of dials or have you transitioned to communicating on social media, maybe instead of phone calls or texting or through a different medium? I'm curious how important the phone is still to you. For me, it's still very important, you know, obviously leading and running a team here, I, I always feel like you have to lead from the front. And so I do it every single day. Uh, you know, it's pays dividends, it's great return, but also to show everybody how to do, you know, that, that, that it, it works still. Wow. So you're still pounding the phones every day. I, I love it because it works and probably fewer people make dials today. So it's probably even in a weird way, it used to be what everybody did. And now I feel like it's not what most people do. So it probably separates you a bit. And I think, um, I think too, the pandemic probably alerted us to the fact that people really do want to be connected uh, interpersonally. And I think of, you know, certainly face-to-face is, is always going to be the most intimate way to do that. But the phone is, is kind of a lost art. I don't, I don't get as many phone calls as I used to right. from my friends, from family. It's, it's so much easier to communicate uh, on and, social and media. Free. And yeah. So that would be, and, and I think, so if, if, if somebody's starting out or just looking to grow their business, it would, I would start with that. Um, who, who do you know, who knows you doesn't even, I mean, like I said, I just started with everybody in my cell phone and, and when you, when you, you get it organized and you call and I, I, it always served well. And Mike Ferry has always said this to start with, um, Hey DJ, it's, you know, it's Lee Marcus at properties. Do you have a moment for, for a business call? Oh, I love that. That's, so, that's respectful too. That's, it's respectful that's, and it's it doesn't honest. get, yeah. cause you know, when you get a call from somebody, okay, why, like, what do you, what do you want? What exactly do you want? What's yeah, the, how are you doing today is the one yeah. that annoys me the most. If doing? I don't know you, the, yeah. how, how are you doing today, DJ? I'm like, just get to the point. I don't know who you are. Do so you yeah. have a moment for a business call and, and love it. That gets through the call avoidance and okay. Yeah. What's, what's up? Well, you know, obviously I'm in real estate and so go through that. And I was wondering if you if you were buying or selling and know anybody who was, um, if you have a realtor you trust and then, you know, start there, see what, see what they say, whatever it is. And again, whatever they say, it doesn't matter because even if they do have a realtor, what are the chances that realtor is actually communicating with them on a regular basis? Probably zero. And yeah. so that's great. You know what? I'm glad you have somebody. Um, would you mind, by the way, you know, not everybody, not every realtor is the right realtor for every client. And so would, are you open to having a second choice if somebody, you know, was, was a, you thought would a better fit? A lot of times I say, yeah, sure. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah, I could. Okay, great. And so then I'd add them. Even, you know, I I, I don't know where I drew the line. Even when people said my sister's in real estate, uh, you know, you you'd, it's funny because a lot of people wouldn't even refer their sister. They, they, well, they might well, use them directly. Right. They wouldn't refer them. And so I it didn't matter if any relative, any family was a realtor. I mean, unless I drew the line, whereas if I didn't want to do business with them or if I didn't want to call right. them. Okay, that was the line. But like- didn't, you know, yeah. So, so you have, so, so let's, let's be really specific here. And I, I know, um, I think this is, it's going to sound like a silly question, but I think it's a good one. So I have somebody in my database that I, I want to skip if I look at it and want to make a decision. Lee, Lee's advice, by the way, don't skip anyone. So you never have to make a decision. You just go down the list, but let's say, oh, Sally's next on the call list. Sally's brother, John is a realtor. Or, uh, or or Sally's husband, well, husband would probably be a one to remove from a database possibly, but maybe not. Um, but let's say it's a brother, you know, so, oh, my brother's a realtor. And then Lee says, oh, hey, that's great. I, I respect that and honor that. But um, if you'd like, I can keep you on our list so you can see what we're up to. And and however, Lee says it way more elegantly than I just did. But um, do you, so then 
are you still calling that person who's deeply connected to another agent? Um, are you still calling them four times a year? Uh, I, until you get to a certain database size, the answer would be yes. Because if you have the bandwidth to talk to 10 people a day, 20 people a day, you, you got to talk to somebody anyway. And so, so yes, until, um, until you get to a point where you, so really what you're doing, like your database is like a living, breathing thing. And so you're moving people out, you're moving people in. And so it's like they're a better quality person takes their place. But until that happens now, but I'll, I, again, if you don't, I have done more deals by calling the people that I wanted to skip. And I don't know why the universe works that way, but there's, I've kind of trained myself that if I want to skip them, I call them. I always call them. And I just am so maybe because the expectations are so low for that. Yeah. That like I'm always pleasant or a lot of times pleasantly surprised. It's very rare that somebody reacts negatively when I thought they were going to react. And like it's very rare that that happens. So you're you're not getting a lot of fu hang up. Um, you know, these are people that are in your database. Um, right. and so I I think I think you're right. And and you said something that I think is a really nice sort of life lesson, which is if you get that tinge of fear or you wanting to skip something because it's difficult or it seems like it's a long shot, as long as it's not going to take up a good part of your day, it's probably a good idea to push through that fear and go, ooh, get excited when the fear comes. Because like you were saying, a lot of times you get business in the least expected ways just by focusing on the activity, right? Right. And so uh, focusing on that activity. And then also we are always in a constant battle with complacency, with the part of all of us that wants to stay small and not do you know, that, sure. that just tells you not to do certain things, not go to the gym, to not do leg yep. day, right? DJ, there's a part yep. of you that doesn't want to do leg day. Every, every week. <laughs> and the problem is you've heard about the story about the one you feed, right? That yep. like, if you, the more you listen to that part that doesn't want to do leg day, the harder it is to do leg day every time. But yep. if you show that part of you who's boss and you, okay, if, you know, Tony Robbins says, if I can't, I must. And so- right you, it, everything becomes easier. Yeah. It, it seems that I'm 46. Uh, I, I don't know. I think you and I are, are kind of similar or we probably are, are close in age. And I was, um, I was thinking, what have I learned at 46? And I, <laughs> I wish I had more better wisdom than this, but I just think most of life is discipline and habits. I would love to say it's wisdom and it's knowledge and it's, and of course that helps, but I think getting what you want is about doing the hard things consistently. Maybe they're not fun doing leg day, doing pushups, doing the things that we don't really picking up the phone, calling our database that we are like, I don't think anyone wants to buy or sell anything right now, but just going, but that's just what I do every day. I'm calling 10 people, 20 people. Yes. Um, I, that's the only thing I figured out at 46 years old. <laughs> Sounds like you got a lot of wisdom though. That's a, that's a good place to be. Yeah. No. And so the good news is the hard things pay the most. Yes, the hard things pay the most. That is so true. Oh my gosh, what a, what a what a great little just thing to write. Everybody, write that down and put it on a sticky note on your wind on your mirror, so you see that every morning. Hard things pay the most. That is really really a great a great way to sum that up. I want to talk about marketing, um, specifically about humor, because you are somebody that I have always thought 
is really um, exceptional in the sense of adding humor in into an industry that there's more today than there used to be, but it's still a pretty stuffy kind of kind of business. Um, in a lot of ways that people brand themselves, you don't do that. And, you know, I just watched the video when you crossed over a billion dollars and, and it's a great video all the way around, but there's a great scene at the end where you're jumping into a pool in, in your you know, gosh knows how expensive suit. Um, and you're clearly having a blast doing it. You're having a blast. Um, how important is showing humor or enthusiasm in your branding for you? That's a good question. I, you know, I think I do it more for myself to have fun and enjoy what we do because I think a lot, real, real estate and real estate realtors in general, I think we tend to take ourselves too seriously or pretty seriously. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, it's crazy. And so, so just putting that in there in a, you know, as professional way as possible, um, is important, but I think if anything, it just keeps me sane. <laughs> and you know what I also note uh, about humor is you can get away with being a little sillier if you're dressed up in a nice suit. I think it somehow counters right. some Thank of the you. silliness and Lee is always dressed to the nines, um, but in, in a, in a um, non-flashy way. I, I like the fact that, that your professional image is professional. You know, if, if we didn't know that you were a realtor, we might think, oh, he might be, you know, a C-suite level exec at a company sort of, you sort of have that professional look, which is, is a, a, a compliment I'm, tr I'm trying to, I'm very poorly oh, yeah, giving you, but, um, but you, you have a professional image, but you also are silly uh, as well um, at, at times. And I love the silliness aspect of it because it clearly has not hurt your business in any way. It's clearly, like you said, that's, what makes you happy? It's it's fun for you, um, and and you're not afraid to to do that. And I think that. And I'm gonna we're gonna share links to some of Lee's uh, some of Lee's videos and and marketing efforts in our show notes. You can see. And when I say silly, I don't mean ridiculous. I mean fun. Lee has has a lot of fun. And um, do you, I'm curious. Do you, do you guys do any? Uh, does your team do any client appreciation events? Because I imagine Dude, if they yeah. were, you would probably make some really fun ones. We do, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we try and do. Obviously, just at a happy hour uh, last night, and so we probably we try and do at least quarterly, quarterly if not more, um, client appreciation events. And it does again. It 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 the, the the key to doing those is so we have three three kids, right? We have three girls ages 11, nine and, and, and seven. And so, You're busy. <laughs> I, it, but it, so because of that, a lot of our client appreciation events are just in line with that. So we do like a movie event for kids. Great. Because I get to spend time with the kids and that's my, you know, so I try and do things where, um, I don't do too many happy hours at bars downtown. That's just, I don't know that, you know, so I think do what, whatever it is that you want to do could be a great client appreciation event. Um, I'm curious in today's climate with, uh, you know, the, the, with interest rates going, ha having gone up, of course, um, I still think they're reasonably low it, historically. Um, but I know it doesn't feel maybe that way to buyers today and also inventory being low. I'm curious on how your team, if at all has pivoted, or are you guys going forward as you always have, are you making any adjustments I'm very curious because I'm not sure. sure that you would even need to make adjustments. No, it's so luckily, you know, when we started um, and in 2007 to the, the, the crash of 2008. So I really, we, we learned to hone our business and grow a business during those times and iron, what is it? Forges iron, right? And so you, yeah. 
you fire forges iron. I think that's the, so you, you like yeah. really, these are the best. I mean, the harder the market, the better this is uh, on some respect. I mean, a, a lot of the people in the business have never seen a downward trending market because it's been going up for the past 10, 10 plus years to that. That is a really hard market. Um, but what it does is it creates a lot of opportunity and a lot of so people quit. How, how do you take advantage of that opportunity? What are you doing that you think other agents might be retreating it right now or being more complacent? Uh, what, yeah. what are some proactive things you guys are doing? So Gary, Gary Keller said it best. He says, build a fortress around your database. Yeah. And that that's, that's, that's the best. And so like, it doesn't matter what the market is doing. The market is really just between your ears, right? The market's in your right. head. And so there's still going to be, I mean, maybe last year there was six point something million sales. There's still going to be five point something million this year. This is still a great market no matter what. So, um, but it does, the, the, uh, the market doesn't dictate how much real estate we're going to sell. The market only dictates what I'm going to have to do to sell that amount of real estate. And right. so, yeah, you have to double, triple the number of people you talk to. You have to take more homes because less will sell. You have to, I mean, so the core things are the same. You just do more of it. I'm curious. This is just a question based on all your years of, of making a lot of outbound phone calls and a lot of out, outreach. We'll just call it whether it's a phone call or, or other medium. How often do you think you were in competition for the same kind of activity, meaning another realtor who also is looking not for an immediate uh, deal, you know, you're not in competition for a listing, but just branding and marketing and staying in touch. I'm curious, you talked about building a fortress around, around your sphere. So you're, you have a system, you're contacting everyone at least four times a year in some fashion, monthly, maybe as well with newsletters and things. Um, I wonder how often do other agents try to infiltrate with that kind of uh, regularity your database. Do you do you think that that happens often? I suspect it does not. Yeah, really, that's the nice thing about real estate. I mean, for there's new people moving in, moving out like all the time. So the, the competition is not really um, a lot of other realtors. It's 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 um, it's just yourself. You're the competition. I mean, it's not even if uh, if if other people have this. I'm sure we all have a lot of the same people in our database, right? Sure. I mean, sure. Everyone, I mean, everyone knows a realtor or two or three or 10. So I just don't, I don't focus on that, right? If you, fo I don't focus on those obstacles. It's just, there's so much opportunity every single day. And how, what are some other ways that you build, um, and maybe intimacy is too strong of a word, but build a deeper connection with your audience as opposed to, Hey, just checking in. You guys need anything? Do you know anyone buying or selling? Are, are you doing anything else? Um, are you paying attention to what they're doing, what your, your sphere of influence is doing on social? Are you commenting there? Are you, um, are you paying attention to what maybe some of your sphere is doing professionally and saying, Oh, I just saw you guys did, you know, a big merger with such and such, you know, are, are you commenting outside of real estate, uh, in, you know, in their personal or professional lives? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, that's another great place you could start, right? So if you, if you look on Facebook or you look on Instagram or whichever you could do and just see who's liked any of your own posts, that's probably a good place to start on who to reach out to. I mean, they, that, that's a great prospecting list. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. On the flip side. Yes, of course, we're, I'm doing the outreach. I'm, I'm doing that as well, but yeah. How important is it to have all of this information in your CRM? In other words, knowing where people work, 
you know, their social media uh, accounts, their birthdays, anniversaries. Are you guys, uh, is that really important to, for you as far from an outreach perspective where you then yeah. gives you triggers of, of reasons to reach out? Hey, it's so-and-so's anniversary, birthday, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you can, right. So as you get the info for sure documented and that that's great, but uh, try not to get caught up with analysis paralysis and like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to call this person until I know exactly where they work and what, I mean, you know, you only have so much time in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Just get the database built, put the blinders on, pick up the phone and just start saying hi. And, 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 uh, and realize that like, it takes time. I mean, it takes years and years. Um, and I think you could ever DJ, I'm sure you see this too, right? Like people want people um, overestimate what they can achieve in one year and they yeah. underestimate what they can achieve in five. And it's like, it's, it, it's really hard and it's really hard at first. It, it's, you know, it's, and it, it's hard forever. It's just a different kind of hard, different hard things. Right. And so you just keep growing um, and you don't get discouraged. You just keep the enthusiasm for every single day. I, you, just to bring it back to leg day for a second, because you just you just reminded me. I I had a, a revelation. This is so. This is how you know, like ig ignorant and, and stupid I am at times. I had a realization after two years of working with my trainer. Um, I the other day I just kind of clicked to me. I'm going to have to do leg day once a week for the rest of my life. That's just yeah. what's going to happen. And yeah. so, yes. th which is not not the most fun thing for me. I don't like doing leg day. But but the point is is. Oh, okay. So I have to do this the rest of my life. And there's tremendous benefit if I do it. There is tremendous benefit, or, or maybe not, but 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 it's it's a good bet to make on yourself to be physically healthy. Same thing for your business. If every single day, you know, you're you're just doing these these daily disciplines. Um it, it, I'm I'm so glad to hear that your business, core business, really the activities haven't really changed since you start. You're basically doing the same thing every single day that you were and it, and it works for you because it's all about uh, communication and staying in touch with the, the sphere. Yeah. And just teaching people to do it as well and, and showing, you know, what to do. And yeah, exactly. No, it, it, uh, it works. One, one last question. And I, Lee's got to go because uh, he's got a massive team to run and um, quick question about open houses. Are open houses still relevant? And do you recommend, even if the person, you know, the agent doesn't have the listing, do you still recommend asking other agents, can I sit in one of your open houses? I think everything works if you do it at a massive scale. If you do an open house once, ah, uh, that didn't work. And then you stop or you, I mean, you really, you really got to commit to, am I going to do two or three a weekend for six months? And you'll never, you'll have so much business, you won't know what to do with it, right? So it, it all, everything, every everything works on a on a on a big enough scale. So yeah, open houses are great, but what's the follow up? Are you are you following up with everybody, right? So open houses as a place to meet people, absolutely. But then it's all about what you do from there. Great. Well, Lee, you, I, I love it. You you actually you're so cons concise with your language. And I, you've given us so much amazing content here uh, in this episode. And I'll, I'd love to have you back on the show to get go even deeper. Um, but for now, we're going to uh, let Lee get back to running his billion dollar uh, company. Um, Lee, uh, everyone on behalf of our audience, I want everybody to check out Lee Marcus in particular, check out how much fun he has in his videos with his branding, his marketing efforts. He is a, just a happy, fun guy running this really fun real estate business. So go to leemarcus.com, L-E-I-G-H marcus.com. Follow him also on Instagram, Lee Marcus Chicago. Um, and we'll have 
uh, some some links in the show notes to some of Lee's more uh, more are some of our favorite marketing efforts. Oh, but thanks. he. Yeah, he, I, I, what I love, uh, what I loved about Lee is he is consistent. Um, from the moment I moved to Chicago, well, not the, from the moment because I don't think you were in the business at that time, but basically from from the time I got into this business in real estate, I just see Lee Marcus's information. You know, your name is constantly hitting wow. me, um, and I, I and I love that. And I think it's it's you know maybe next time we can talk more about uh, how the repet the repetition of branding, but. Sure. Um, this was so much great, uh, great information. So on behalf of the audience, we want to thank Lee for um, spending time with us on this episode. And on behalf of Lee and myself, we want to thank our audience for continuing to listen and support our show. And uh, whether you're watching us or listening, please tell one friend, think of one other realtor that you could benefit from hearing from these top 1% producers like Lee and send them a link to that, to this episode. You can send them right over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com, or just have them pull up a podcast app, search for keeping it real, hit that subscribe button. And also please leave us a review, whatever podcast app you might be listening to us on, let us know what you think of the show. It helps us continue to improve. All right, Lee, thank you so much for your time. I'm such a fan of yours. I'm a huge admirer of what you do and i'm glad you were able to come on uh lee was on my when i first started the show he was like the first person i put on my list i swear to god i'll have to find the original list because he was the person i knew uh because i saw his name everywhere and here we are five years later we finally got him on the show and we couldn't be more grateful so lee thanks, thanks again for everything yeah dj absolutely thanks so much uh, awesome thanks lee have a great day you too